I'm about to do something very different on this episode, something that I have never done before. I'm actually going to split the episode in two. This double episode of season five, the first half will be about Chris Rock and the slap that was heard around the world. And the second half will be about Will Smith causing the slap that was heard around the world. I'm going to look at it from both perspectives. There is a lot to unpack here. So let's get into it. Welcome to Big Time Small Talk, stories and observations beyond small talk. I am your host, Jody Rollins, and oh boy, it was the slap heard around the world. Everyone is talking about this. I mean, if for some reason, you know, I, I hope that this show goes on for many, 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 many years, and maybe you're listening back, or maybe somehow you didn't hear about this. I'm talking about the Oscars, the 2022 Oscars. Chris Rock is presenting, he cracks a few jokes, and Will Smith doesn't like the particular joke he tells about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, and he slaps him. It looked like he punched him. I thought, I think all of us, millions of people thought he punched him. And most people thought it was a joke. Like, is this, is this real? But then he doubles down, and well, why don't I just play the clip for you? Okay. And you can hear for yourself and then we'll talk about it. He is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane too. Can't wait to see it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Lick my name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. I mean, oh, every time I've seen the clip a few times prepping for the show, and I just, it gets worse every time I've seen it. And I'm going to do something really, well, I don't want to say fun, but something unique in this particular episode. We're going to talk about this from one perspective in the first half of the show, and then another perspective in the second half of the show. Everybody's talking, Will Smith, and why did he do that? And what do you think should happen to Will Smith? And then he won the Oscar, blah, 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 blah. Okay, we'll get into all of that. But for the first half of the show, I want to talk about Chris Rock. And I think it's important because there are 
two people that this happened to, or one person it happened to, and one person is the perpetrator. But everything I've seen, everything I've read, even things that I've been talking about, people who I've talked to talked about it, they're only talking about Will Smith. So we will talk about Will Smith, like I said, in the second half of the show. But to begin, I want to talk about Chris Rock. I want to talk about my perception of this whole thing. And as I just got done watching that clip again, it like my heart breaks from him for him. Because that was, pardon my language, I mean, we're using, Will Smith is using foul language. So, hey, I'm going to use a couple of curse words too. So if you got kids in the car or around, they already heard a few choice words from Will Smith. They don't need to hear additional words from me. So there's the sort of precursor warning. It was fucking humiliating what he did to Will, uh, to, to, Chris Rock, what Will did to Chris. I mean, just watching that clip again, Chris tells the joke, not particularly funny. You know, G.I. Jane was um, a a Demi Moore movie where she shaved her head for the role of being a Navy SEAL. Like in real life, she shaved, she cut her beautiful long flaxen hair and then shaved her head almost completely bald. Like it was like stubs of hair left and got into amazing shape. Some people are like, G.I. Jane, like what? G.I. Joe, huh? But um, Jada Pinkett Smith has suffered from alopecia for I don't know how many years. She, she's talked about it on her show, Red Table Talk, which is a Facebook show. I watch the show, it's really good. They talk about topical topics, that's a mouthful. And you know they really are open about things that they've struggled with and personal details in their lives. The, the hosts are Jada, her mom and her daughter. So uh, the mom goes by Gammy and the daughter, of course, is Willow Smith. So they talk about, it's just a really nice show. I I thoroughly enjoy it. It's on Facebook, Facebook Watch, which is basically like a, a YouTube version for Facebook. But she has talked about dealing with her hair loss. In the beginning, she was wearing head wraps and never mentioned it. And then now she has very little hair on her head. And you see Chris Rock tell the joke and he's like, ah, whatever, the bad joke. And first we see Smith laugh, Will Smith, and then they cut back, That you see Jada kind of roll her eyes and she's like, oh, no, like that's not funny. Like not for an instance did she even pretend it was funny. And we can talk about whether or not the joke is funny and maybe she should take a joke or not have to coming up but then the camera cuts back to Chris Rock and he's like hey come on that was a small one so we don't know what happened when the camera's looking only at Chris Rock maybe there's some other view or photographers have it I haven't seen it and then you you see Chris Rock go oh oh, oh, oh," and the audience is like oh and that's when we know that Will Smith is walking up and Chris is laughing and you see, you think he's going to laugh and come up and say something like, ha, 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 or like hug him or whatever, and then just slap. And you hear his face and like the wind on the microphone. That was a hard slap. And then he goes back down and the audience is thinking this is fake and because you can't tell necessarily. 
And then he was like, it was a joke. And then we we see him is like, keep my wife's name out your mouth. And he was like, it was just a joke or whatever. He said, keep my wife's fucking name out your fucking, whatever he says, right? We know. The look on Chris Rock's face, like, again, if you haven't seen the clip, he's stunned. He's like, uh, I, I, I'm going to. And then he says, uh, okay. Well, that was the greatest moment, whatever. There's this pause where you can tell, like the wheels are turning. Like he's stunned, but I'm sure he's got a temper where he's like, you mother, of like he wants to go after Will because who wouldn't, even if he would lose, like you touch me, it's on. Like I was talking about this with my stepson. I'm like, it's on. I'm a, a nonviolent person, but I had a brother. And if you hit me, I always hit you back. There's no, like, I don't think about it. It's just a reaction. And you could tell he was about to say something else. And he was like, uh, uh, and says, I'm going to, okay? Like he switches into save this because this is on national TV. I just got bitch slapped. This is humiliating. I've got to pull it together and keep going. He cracks a joke about it being great moment. I, whatever the order was, slap the crap out of me, you know, great moment on American or whatever television. But the look on his face, it's humiliating. Who among us wants to be humiliated in an office party or in front of your family or maybe at the grocery store or in a public setting, let alone on international television, not national, international television. The world was watching Chris Rock get slapped across the face by Will Smith. The world. That clip is actually from Japanese television because the American telecast cuts the volume and you can read Will Smith's lips where you can see saying something about F this. And that's when I knew it was real. I mean, to all the idiots out there who are like, this is fake. This is so the Oscars can make some money and get higher ratings. No, 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 no. There is absolutely no chance that the Oscars want this kind of attention. There are people who are like, well, there's no such thing as bad publicity. There's all, all publicity is good. No, they don't want this. Nobody wants this. The only person who wanted it was Mr. Will Smith. And it didn't matter if the rest of us wanted it. He gave it to us. So Chris Rock, I mean, honestly, I had to do a lot of prep for the show and I was looking at all the videos and trying to find out if there was a beef between them in the past and all this stuff. And I got to tell you, it makes me really, really sad. It's really easy for all of us to sit at home and go, oh, should have this and why did you do that? And, uh, I'm team Will, team Chris Rock. Like it's a cute thing. Like there's going to be memes and t-shirts and I've already seen TikTok stuff and raps and limericks and all these things because it's just so stinking funny. It isn't funny. Don't get me wrong. I get that people are going to make jokes about this because that is probably the best thing to do. I keep hitting my microphone. I'm sorry. I'm getting fired up. I'm using my hands when I talk. But um, I get that making jokes is the path we need to take. 
But again, this portion of the show is about what it feels like for Rock. And it's just easier to call them by their last names. It's just weird that he has a last name, Rock, right? But, you know, by the way, Rowan is over there playing. So you probably hear her in the background living her best life. Just want to let you guys know that. Um, And so if we focus on for just a few minutes what it's like to stand in Chris Rock's shoes. I want to share something that I experienced that I think is similar. Is it identical? No. Similar? Yes. So my thoughts about this right now with regard to Chris Rock is that that moment, that moment where he just thought he would tell a few jokes you know, get out there, up his his value. You know, once you're on the Oscars, your your quotient of value goes up. You know, he thought he would just tell a couple of jokes and get on with his day. Like, this is his moment. Maybe he told his kids who are older now, hey, you know, dad's going to be on the Oscars. And they're like, hey, it's Aunt Susie and Aunt Gertrude and Uncle Jezebel. I, I don't know, whatever. Not that anybody has anybody named Uncle Jezebel. But he has his whole family watching for his Oscar moment. He had hosted the Oscars before, but now he's presenting and he's excited. Who wouldn't be? It's the Oscars. And the moment, I think Rowan's got to, I think Rowan wants some attention. I want to share this story with you and the correlation about how something was stolen from him that he will never, ever get back. When I come back from helping out my little nugget, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. Stay with me. Have you had a chance to sign up for my new paid premium subscription episodes yet? Hey, it's me again, Jody Rollins, host of Big Time Small Talk. And now you, the listener, have more ways to listen. How? By signing up for my new premium subscription episodes. All you do is click the link in the show notes, sign up, and for 15 bucks a month, you're going to get more specially curated episodes that have a more personalized, personal, intimate experience. And these shows are only for the most loyalist of loyal listeners. So I hope you'll sign up. And if that's not enough, the best part is these shows will remain commercial free. Anchor has reached out to me and said that I am on the short list for advertisements, meaning my traditional show will soon have ads. So I hope you'll tune in to the brand new premium subscription episodes. Sign up today. Don't forget to click the link in the show notes. Welcome back. Thank you guys um, for continuing to listen. 
please don't forget to subscribe to the premium subscription episodes. I'm really excited about that. That's a, a huge undertaking to be able to record several shows a week instead of just one, especially with everything that is going on in my life and we're back and forth to the hospital and um, of course having a, a newborn, or, well, she's not so new anymore, an infant, but I am committed to it and um, I'm focused on it and excited. So I hope you will participate and subscribe. If you have any questions on how to do it, the easiest way is from Anchor, the app itself, or click the link in the show notes or from Spotify, the app. You can always do that online, not just the app. But um, but yeah, the link in the show notes is probably the absolute easiest way. It just says uh, something like click to subscribe to the premium episodes or something along those lines. But thank you for those of you who have already subscribed. <laughs> Rowan is uh, very vocal today. <clears throat> well, she's very vocal every day. But uh, my little co-host will be overheard over here. She's in the next room because I want to keep an eye on her. But she is doing just fine. Um, don't forget, if you want to follow me on Instagram, please do, at Jody Rollins. Um, and don't forget to follow me on my stories. I get a lot of people uh, following the stories because, um, I mean, I know this because you can see the numbers. But... I post pictures and videos from my vacations, updates about the show, all kinds of fun stuff. So check out my Instagram stories. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jody's Box. And um, that's a lot of sort of social media, pop culture talk there, less pictures and videos and things along those lines. You can write me at bigtimesmalltalkpodcast at gmail.com. And then, of course, please don't forget to subscribe to the main show. You can do that from Apple or anywhere for the most part. Sometimes they call it follow. Sometimes they call it subscribe. Whatever it is, I appreciate that you do that. That way you never miss a show. You get the prompt when any new episode is available for your listening pleasure. And then please write that written review and click those five stars. And if you're not that into the show, we'll keep listening until you are and then write your written review. It really, really helps people make a decision whether or not to listen to the show. So if you've just got like literally two minutes today, that's a currency for us. If you're not interested in paying for the show, I get that. It is free. If you're not interested in subscribing to the new very um, personal episodes. While I may be disappointed, I understand. But just this one favor, write that written review and click the five stars. That's it. That is the currency for the show. It means a lot. Okay, so we got all the business out of the way. When I left right before the break, <clears throat> I was talking about this story I want to share with you that I think is a correlation to what I believe Chris Rock is experiencing. And it's the shame of it all. I don't care who you are. If you are slapped, like I said earlier in the show, somehow at your office or at a family event or publicly in some way, it is embarrassing, humiliating, horrifying, all of those adjectives ing, right? Everything ing. Terrible. Well, that's not an ing. But, you know, mortifying everything. 
But if you're slapped, not just on national television, but international television, where millions and millions and millions of people are watching all across the world. And then even those who missed it have Googled it. And those who have Googled it have watched it multiple times. Some people think it's funny. Some people think it's fake. Some people think it's entertainment. Some people are team Will, team Chris, team, you know, like it's a thing. If that happened to you, it's mortifying. But all over the world, people saw this and they will continue to see it. And for the rest of Chris Rock's life, he has to talk about this. In some way, shape or form, it is going to follow him for the rest of his career until he's dead. I should say for the rest of his career and until he's dead. When he does interviews five, 10 years from now, he might have to put in his rider, which is the thing where they say, this is what I'll do and won't do when he does concerts or when he has his publicist or people, his people, right? His PR people speak to an interviewer. Chris doesn't want to talk about the slap or yes, Chris will talk about the slap. It's been five years since the slap. How are you doing? What are your thoughts? It's been one year since the slap. It's been 10 years. Other comedians are going to talk about the slap. The memes are already out there. The jokes are already out there. Everything is out there. He doesn't get a choice. I want to replay, before I get into my story, I want to replay this clip. Let me get it for you here. Because let me, this is the clip. Let me fast. I want to, so that's the joke. He talks about the G.I. Jane. I want you guys to just focus on everything that Chris Rock says and does. Anything he's doing physically, I'll just sort of narrate for you. Because every time I watched it, you know, in the beginning, I was like, is this real? Is this fake? What's going on? I'm watching Will Smith stride up there. The slap, you're listening to the noise. He comes back. You're listening to him say all that foul crap, you know, curse words. I was very focused on Will Smith and a little bit like, okay, is Chris Rock? Yeah. No, no, no. Like I said, this portion of the show is all about Chris. Listen, I like each time I listen to it, I get something else. It's like, I don't know. I don't want to say the gift that keeps on giving because I think it's disgusting. But I, I feel like I can understand more about how Chris Rock could possibly be feeling just by dissecting his reactions. There was a lot going on for him that I think people have passed over. Like, because it's just all oh, the slap and yeah, he held it together. No, 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 no. Black men in particular like any man, first of all, any man, you don't get punched by somebody. But in particular, you do not get slapped. Man to man, black man to black man, that is the highest sign of disrespect. If you spit on someone, you slap them, you whatever, those are the, the, the lowest of the low. It's like, I don't even need to punch you. I can just slap you because you're not worth anything. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about something serious and she is just being silly in the background. I'm glad she, again, is living her best life, her best baby life. I'm sorry. I hope this isn't too distracting to you guys, but 
she's my baby <clears throat> and I don't want to just stick her somewhere, you know, and we don't do babysitters. So she's here and she's making her little noises. So I do apologize for anybody who is upset by her little noises and finds them too distracting. Um, hopefully she will chill a little bit here because she tends to like ebb and flow with her noises. But, um, and I just think they're cute. But so the fact that he had this moment stolen from him and he is humiliated and for the rest of his life, <laughs> this has to come up. I want you to listen. I'm going to play this clip and listen to the things he says and does. Okay, here we go. Just focus on what Chris Rock says. He's laughing. Okay, hold on a second. I don't know what happens there. Something happens. I wish we had the camera view of the actual whatever happened with Jada Pinkett and Will because the, the crowd kind of laughs and then they sort of shift to oh, like awkward, uncomfortable. And then he's like, oh, that was a nice one. So some physical thing happened that even Chris Rock noticed. I don't know if Jada leaned over and was like, that's not funny. Or, or, or Will leaned over and said, baby, you think that's funny? And she was like, no, something happened. That is a missing integral piece of this puzzle. But let's go on. He walks up, listen to Chris, laughing. And people think it's a joke, so they laugh. And then they're like, oh my God, it's serious. Wow, dude. It was a G.I. Jane joke. He explains. He gets louder. Okay. I'm going to. Okay, that part right there. Oh, I could. Oh, okay. To me, like it gives me chills because it makes me sad. It literally like makes me want to cry. <laughs> I know I'm an emotional person. I'm a little surprised that that's how I feel, but I do because that's when he goes, I could, oh no, okay. It was as if he could say, I could fucking fuck you up right now. I could go off with his mouth like more jokes or I could run down there and try to kick your ass. I'll probably lose, but I'm going to get in a few good licks. But then he like pulls it back, you know, I'm going to whatever. And greatest night in the history of television. Okay. He goes back to the entertainer, the consummate professional entertainer and goes back to that. And so to me, having that moment where you are, his face, is probably still stinging. His jaw might even hurt. That was a hard slap. I mean, we don't know if Will Smith has long fingernails. Did he get scratched? Like, I mean, I don't know, but it hurts. It hurts to get slapped that hard. And to me, 
the fact that Chris Rock was able to sort of bring himself back down to earth, because I know it's a shock to your system. I mean, the first thing that he says is, wow, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Like, that sounds funny, but that's exactly what happened. Like, it was like he didn't even know what else to do but to say what happened. And so to see him be humiliated and still pull it back and then keep going. I didn't watch the Oscar telecast. I don't know if they cut to commercial or if he gave out an award or what happened after that. But he was calm. In the face, no pun intended, of physical violence and humiliation. And for that, I say kudos to that man because I think I would have lost it. Like I said, I think earlier in the show, if somebody hits me, I hit them back. Like I, there's, there's just a switch. When I was in high school, two stories. So first I'll tell you this high school story. And then I want to get into the story where I think it has a correlation to what Chris Rock is going through. When I was in high school, I was a freshman and my locker, it was one of those like, I don't know, maybe what, just shy of a foot wide and maybe a yard, a yard tall. So one of the like halfway lockers that came down, like as you're standing and you're facing your locker, the base of the locker came to maybe your chest and then it was above your head that where the rest of the, the height of the locker was. It was a locker. I don't need to go into that much detail. But um, and so every time I opened it, it was an old locker. It would like the door would squeak and be like, and it would slightly close and I'd have to open it back up and I would try to get my books out and I shouldn't say slightly close. It would close back. Like, I guess there was something unbalanced about it and it would close and it would stay slightly open, barely open. And I would open up my locker again, try to pull out my books, which was annoying to me. And it went on for however long, at least, I mean, this is in the relatively be the beginning of the school year. So it went on for weeks, I would say. And this one day I opened up my locker. It did that again. I was just like, man, like I was annoyed with my locker and I took the locker and I slammed it open, like just pushed it like really hard to stay open. And right at that moment, the locker guy next to me, who was a senior, very skinny, I hate to say it, but nerdy guy with glasses, but taller than me, bigger than me, but probably didn't weigh much more than me, um, had stepped in to open his locker. So right when I opened the locker and slammed it open, it hit him in the head. And he was like, you bitch. And he hauled off and punched me in the side of my face. Like adverse reaction. I didn't know this guy. We had never spoken. I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know his name. He didn't know mine. It was the beginning of the school year. And his first response is to punch a female, like to punch anybody, but to punch a female. And I didn't, I mean, I'd never been punched. And he punched me on the side of the face, like just in front of my ear on my cheekbone where there's like no fat. So it hurt. And before I could even think about it or knew what was happening, I just, I saw red and I was just like, what? 
And I started punching him in his face and his head. And I was hitting him, like not punching him, like really cool, but almost like playing the bongo drums. I was like, boom, 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 boom. Like my hands were going up and down, up and down. My thumbs were on the um, inside of my fist. Like they tell you, I didn't know this. They tell you don't do that because you can break your thumbs. You're supposed to keep your thumbs on the outside. I think something like that. I didn't know. I never punched anybody. I had a brother. We would fight, but I didn't punch him. And so I'm punching him and punching him and punching him. And this crowd gathers around and I break his glasses. And then at some point I stop. Like he doesn't hit me back after that. I don't even remember like how it broke up. And I was like, you don't fucking hit a girl. I think I said something like that. And then it kind of broke up. And then, you know, he went his way. And then, of course, I started crying because all the emotions come out. You know, I'm 15 years old. And I it, it was like what just happened? Like it became very clear to me that if you hit me, I'm hitting you back. And I would have no way of knowing exactly what my response is. And again, this is a hundred years ago, but I still feel that. I still feel instinctually, you hit me, I'm hitting you back. And obviously a mistake is something different, but punched in the face. And so I broke his glasses and I remember I had to go to choir practice, the, the choir class. And I was, I sat down, I was crying and a friend came up and they're like, oh, it's okay. What happened? And I was like, ah, and my face was hurting, you know? And um, I think I went to choir and pulled myself together. And when I came back, I had to do some stuff at my locker and he came up to me. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do, I don't know what he said, but I know he said, I'm sorry. I don't remember what else he said. I was like, I'm sorry. I said, I didn't mean to hit you with the locker. And it was squashed. We never spoke again. He was still around. Nothing to this day. Don't even know what his name was. But the reason I bring it up is that I know what it's like to be totally shocked. Now, obviously a punch, I'm a girl. I was 15, different, totally different scenario. I'm not on television. You know, men, it's a whole different thing. It was a slap. But to be shocked and to just go into fight or flight mode or whatever that mode was that I went into, Chris Rock had to find his higher brain, as they say in psychological terms, and bring himself, you know, back. I don't want to say back down to earth, but like, Con, um, to not just control himself, but contain himself. I don't know what the word is I want to say, but that thing where you're just like, you know, you're like, okay, let me think straight. And you see that in that moment when he goes, I could, uh, okay. And then he goes back to being the consummate professional. He calms it down and just kind of moves on because he sees that Will Smith is escalating. And for his own well-being, his own safety, his, his career, he calms down. Again, you know his face is stinging, and he goes on. Because imagine if, <laughs> imagine if he had tried to fight him or ran down there himself. Then it becomes Chris Rock and Will Smith have a fight. It's not Chris Rock was defending himself. I mean, yeah, we'd get there. But it becomes all-out brawl at the Oscars, which, by the way, Fox News, my favorite. I don't watch them, can't stand them. I was walking through a hotel lobby yesterday, and they had Fox News on, and it said, uh, 
brawl at the Oscars. There was no brawl. It was terrible behavior. It was violent. It's embarrassing. It's disgusting. It's wrong. But it wasn't a brawl. And then they went on to say other things about the Oscars, which I won't even get into, but that another reason not to watch Fox News. Piers Morgan was saying that it was just a brawl. I mean, if that's a brawl, then <laughs> I don't know what a slap is. Again, not, not okay, but not a brawl. And so Chris Rock held it together while being humiliated on national television. And for the rest of his life, People are going to talk about that. You guys have seen the memes. If you're on social media for five minutes today, you will see the Chris Rock getting slapped meme. His face, like his whole body was bent down. And you see that look. I mean, he's got some Botox in his face, so it doesn't react like a normal face, but you know it hurt. And so the second story that I want to tell you guys, where I feel like it does correlate or I can somewhat relate, not the same, but there are some overlapping um, similarities, is Big Brother. My Big Brother experience. To be on that show, and if you guys want to hear the whole story, I've talked about it. I have several episodes about the, the process and all of that. But to get on to that show, you have to jump through hoops, paperwork, upwards of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I'm not even joking, like up to like 600 question questionnaires about emotional, psychological stories, people you know, your childhood memories, your deep, dark secrets, everything, your physical health, your mental health, everything. All these things you have to do. And then when you finally get on the show and auditions and you have to sit in front of, you know, producers and directors and all these people and they size you up and they look at you like you're a piece of meat and they decide, mm, do we want her? Or do we not want her? They look at you like you are just a thing. And you finally get on the show like I did. And back in 2012, when I was on that show, no one had ever just been unceremoniously sent home unless they did something wrong. You were never kicked out of the house unless you broke a rule or the law or you had some something happen or, or you chose to leave yourself. No one in the history of the show, this show is in some 15 countries plus, in the history of the show worldwide had anyone been treated the way that I was treated. Again, it's a freaking reality show. Don't get me wrong. But I changed my entire life to be on this show. You have to lie to people. I had to quit my job. Why are you quitting? Well, I can't say. Are you going to be on a show? I don't. You keep secrets from people. What's going on? What are you doing? You have to spend money because you have to buy a whole new wardrobe that can't have any labels or anything on it. Can't be stripes. Can't be polka dots. Can't be busy. Can't be this color. Can't be that. They, have, they want you to wear like solid colors. And then when you get there, you give all your information away. Just in case we need to purchase something for you, will you give us your debit card and your passcode? What the fuck? Pardon my language, but that's what I did. And then you have all this excitement and you're ready to go on this show like everybody else who's come before you. You're ready to actually humiliate yourself because stuff happens on that show that's humiliating and they like it. Fights, disagreements, little jokes at your expense. The producers do things. They have things where things blow up in your face or you slip and fall and 
<laughs> Isn't that hilarious? You jump on a bed from bed to bed for my competition, which was really painful. And everybody who's ever done it, all the other cast members will tell you it was hard, but they make it look like it's whimsical and it's fun and you're humiliated. I'm chosen last on national television to be on a team because I was seen as worthless. And then I get sent home. And so for the rest of my public life, I've had to answer questions about that moment 10 years ago, a decade ago. I still get people who say, that was so wrong, that got screwed. How did you feel? Would you go back on the show? Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. What was that like 10 years ago? I'm nobody in the scheme of television. Chris Rock is a superstar. You know, Will Smith is a megastar but Chris Rock is a superstar. So if me, little old Jody Rollins, who was on a show for that long, gets asked for the rest of my life, I'm in the grocery store and people still come up to me. I'm, 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 I live in like the middle of nowhere in a little small community. It's not like I'm in a big city and people might notice me. People come up to my husband and go, was your wife on Big Brother? I mean, 10 years ago, and I still have to answer that question. We joke about it in my family that in my obituary, it'll be like, you know, survived by her daughter, her stepkids, you know, blah, 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 blah. She lived a good life, blah, blah, blah. And then this footnote kicked off a big brother night one, first one ever to have that happen to. Like it, it should almost be in there because I always have to answer that question about how I felt. What was it like? Can you believe it? I felt so sorry for you. And okay. Two things. One, I'm happy that I had the chance to be on that show. I wouldn't probably be doing this show without that show because it's really hard to get people to listen to a podcast if you don't have some tiny assemblance of celebrity. I'm not a celebrity, to be clear, but when you do international television and Big Brother is seen all over the world, people pay attention. The second thing is, I'm happy because I believe, and I had to get to this place, I believe that something else would have happened if I'd stayed on that show. I would have been humiliated in a certain way. Something would have happened. Maybe someone would have gotten physical. I don't know. Something maybe that I couldn't live down or couldn't deal with. I have no idea. Maybe for all I know, if I had um, stayed on that show and then left maybe 8, 10, 12, a month later, weeks later, whatever, I would have been driving home and been killed in a car accident and God spared me. I will never know. But what I do know is that I've spent 10 years talking about something that I really don't think was funny. I've spent, I've spent 10 years making light of something that wasn't funny. I've made all the jokes myself. <laughs> you know, such and such happened. That, that took more time than I spent in the house because I need to make the joke before everybody else can. I've heard every version of that same joke. She wasn't even in the house. What does she know? Every side sneer comment about something that happened to me. I didn't do anything. It wasn't like I was on the show. I had a bunch of competitions to go through and then I lost fair and square. I was just part of a team and they said, you, you go home. So it happened to me. And it has never been the same since. Every other Big Brother player who's been kicked off 
whether it was night one or very soon in the beginning, has had a chance to battle battle back or had a competition where they had to get voted out or the house guests chose or America chose. Nothing like that happened to me. Just Dan, one person, chose. Um, you, bye. Goodbye, Jody. We'll see you. And the reason I bring all of that up is because I've had to ask, I'm sorry, I've had to answer all of the questions about something that I had no control over, that's funny to some people, that's um, crazy to others. Some people feel sorry for me. Some people think it's hilarious what happened to me. But me, in my life, in my skin, it was humiliating. At the time that it happened, I had no idea that I would become some sort of trivia question and spend more time on a reality show than almost anybody else. My likeness and image has been on Big Brother for nine years straight. Last year was the only year that they didn't use my likeness or image in some way. I wasn't a trivia question, whatever, a competition, something. So for nine years, I'm the butt of a joke for something that wasn't funny. I didn't know that I'd be able to get a podcast earlier than that. I had a radio show. I didn't know I'd have the chance to do the Lance Bass show. All these fun opportunities that I've gotten to go back to the 20-year reunion, to meet all my favorite Big Brother players, to meet people from Survivor and other TV shows, to do charity work, all of the stuff that has come from it that is positive. I didn't know in that moment when I was getting sent home. And so Chris Rock, who gets slapped on international TV, I get kicked off a reality show on international TV. Again, not the same, but I know what it's like to have to talk about something for 10 years that just isn't funny to me. I mean, I don't want to be a meme. I am a meme. You can Google me. There are memes of me. Luckily, most of them are actually positive. Some of them are just silly. There's somebody on YouTube has... Uh, they put together 10 minutes of me me saying, oh, no. It literally is me going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 10 minutes. Like, that's just weird and funny and silly. I don't even care. I'm honored, I guess, in a little way, a little way, a little bit. But Chris Rock was just living his life. And what, he's older than me, so he's 50-something. He's probably closer to 60. Let's just see. I'm just curious. Let's look him up. Uh, how old is Chris Rock? Let me ask Google. He's 57. So the man is close to 60 years old. So what does he have? 60, maybe 10, 15 good years left in his career. Now, maybe he'll be doing comedy when he's 100. I don't want to put him in his grave earlier. So for the next 15 years, which is the rest of his career life, for the most part, somebody's going to ask him about the fucking slap. So it doesn't just go away. You and I are going to forget about it and not talk about it. Three years from now, we'll be like, oh my God, remember that? But it is going to become part of his everyday life. If he says a joke that's not funny, somebody on Twitter is going to be like, I would like to slap you. Comedians next year at the Oscars are going to do something like, oh, I don't want to get slapped. He is now the butt of a joke that he didn't ask for. Yeah, he's a comedian. I'm sure he can take a joke about things, but that was violence 
perpetrated against him. And for Will Smith to come up and apologize to the Academy and cry and accept his Oscar and boo-hooing, and I come from a place of love, which I'm sure on a Tuesday, he came up from a place of love, but that Sunday he did not. He should have said, I refuse this Oscar. What I just did was barbaric and I humiliated someone who didn't deserve it. I'm giving back this Oscar and I want to apologize. I want to apologize publicly to Chris Rock right now. I am sorry, whatever. That was disgusting. I lost it. But instead he was boohooing about, I come from a place of love and we're supposed to just laugh and take it when people make fun of us. If you wanted to make that point without slapping Chris Rock, I would have been there for you. But it's hard to have empathy right now. Again, we're gonna talk about the, the, the Will Smith angle coming up here. But for right now, it is hard to have empathy for someone who just, as Chris Rock said, slapped the shit out of somebody on international television. I could live the rest of my life without comments about being kicked off a of big brother. Like people are like, oh, you're voted off. No, nope, wasn't voted off, just kicked off. I really could live the rest of my life never having to answer a question about that. But I don't have a choice because it's what was done to me. And again, this isn't about boo-hoo Jody. I'm excited that I had that, I was, I was excited that I had the opportunity. I'm excited about the opportunities that have come from it. I've made the best of it. But if I had my choice, that would not have happened. If I had known that could have happened, I don't know if I would have gone on the show. To be embarrassed on international TV fucking sucks. And nobody hit me. The stuff that people said on social media about me was garbage. I mean, racist stuff, stuff about, oh, well, Dan kept the pretty girls. I'm like, okay, so I'm not pretty to you, I guess. And they'd be like, oh, backpedal, backpedal. I know, I mean, I meant the young ones. Okay, so now I'm old and I'm, I mean, I was called fat, disgusting, like all these things. A monkey, some racist person, just stuff that happened that I had no control over because I got humiliated on a national, international television show. And that's what Chris Rock is going through, but worse, because he's a superstar. I'm just little old Jody Rollins. And that's sad. And the fact that he held it together says a lot about that guy's character. The fact that he's not pressing charges, LAPD reached out to him and said he could press charges. I mean, people would be like, oh my God, what a bitch. Like, come on, what a pussy. If he did press charges, even if he wanted to, he sort of can't. He's backed into a corner. Will Smith took his rights away from him. He took his rights away from him to be safe, to not be hit, to not be in pain, to not be a joke, to not be a meme. He took all of that from him. And I, as I keep saying, for the rest of his life, he's got to answer to something that Will Smith did, not him, for the rest of his life. And that's disgusting and sad and tragic. It is really tragic. Nobody wants to be humiliated. Nobody. So I don't know where Chris Rock is. Let me see. I want to just Google that. 
is he has he made a statement let's see chris rock statement it auto completes uh comedians academy condemns will smith chris rock reacts um Chris Rock hasn't apologized to Willa Jada Pinkett Smith. Will Smith, Chris Rock won't file police report. Chris Ma, like, uh, will Chris... I don't really see any kind of real statement. There is something called Vulture, vulture vulture.com, and it says, where's Chris? Um, Chris Rock himself, totally, uh, beautiful punter. Uh, Vanny Ferret, but what about Rock? The comedian reacted to the slap, telling Smith, wow, dude, yes, we said that. Rock had planned to attend an event for only his moment on the stage, leave immediately, but not after. So I don't, hmm. It says the next morning, P. Diddy, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, uh, of all people claimed to speak for Rock and Smith saying the beef was already squashed and the two are brothers. That's not the problem. That's not a problem. He told page six. He said it's over. I can confirm that. But TMZ cast doubt on that credible source claiming Rock and Smith hadn't talked since Rock left the stage, despite an earlier page six report claiming that they would patch things up after the show. TMZ, all these sources, TMZ source, a friend of the comedian said Rock was unaware of Jada's alopecia, but Rock said Smith, but Rock and Smith have been Hollywood acquaintances for decades, blah, 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 blah. So I don't see any kind of, um, let me see any kind of statement or anything from Chris Rock. If there is one, I can't find it, but he's just gone silent and he's been forced into a corner because now again, he's got to do what a 2020, a 60 minutes today show or today show, as I said earlier, um, good morning, America, whatever. Cause people are going to let's sit down with Chris Rock. What did he feel when the slap happened? Where is he today? How did he tell his children? Like all that crap when he probably just wants to promote his next stage show. And now he's probably got to change his stage show and add something to it about the damn slap or say, hey, I'm not talking about the slap or something. Because if he doesn't mention it, people are going to be like, hey, is he upset? Is he buttered? And start having conjecture about what he actually feels. And so again, that's what Will Smith stole from Chris Rock. He stole his future. He stole his future to live his life in a specific way. Now he's got to live his life in response to a slap. The slap heard around the world. And that is tragic. And kudos to him for holding it together and not going off either physically or verbally on Will Smith. And now I want to pivot. I almost want to start the show all over again 
from a completely different perspective. Let's look at Will Smith this time. I'm going to take a break. I want to come back from Will Smith's perspective, the slap heard around the world. Stay with me. Okay, we're back with a brand new perspective, a different way of looking at the same slap heard around the world. Let's rewind, shall we? (laughs) Ah, sound effects. There are very few sound effects that Anchor um, supplies for us, and that was one of them, and I'm glad I got to play it. But let's rewind. Let's take a moment and look at it from Will Smith's perspective. We, we, we talked about Chris Rock, but we have to start with the number one question with regard to Mr. Smith. And that question is, what is going on in your life right now that you have to go up on stage and as Chris Rock put it, Slap the shit out of somebody. What? Something is going on. Because he got up that morning. He put on his tuxedo. His wife got dressed in her beautiful gown. They got all ready. They told their aunts and their uncles and their friend, hey, I'm Oscar, I'm nominated, blah, blah, blah. Got in their limo, drove to the Oscars, sat down in the front row enjoyed an evening. We're partway through. I didn't even watch the show, so I don't know how deep into the show it was. Heard a joke, laughed, something else happens, and then you get up on stage and smack somebody. That isn't because of the joke. That isn't because of something Chris Rock said. Something else is going on with Will Smith. Let's speculate, shall we? Now, I don't know. I, I, I can find empathy, and we'll get to that empathetic point. But right now, I don't know if, I mean, he's lost a lot of weight and gotten in better shape lately. Maybe he's on steroids, and that just makes him temperamental. Or maybe he's doing cocaine. Maybe he's got some mental health issues, because obviously, if you have impulse control issues, which that's what this is, you don't control your impulses where you go, your brain says, go up there and smack the shit out of him. Your, your higher brain should say, no, 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 no. Why don't you just talk to him later? I know you're mad. This isn't what we do. His higher brain was silent or he superseded it and got up and turned into an animal. The, what is it? The id, the ego, the super ego. The id is the one that just says, I want what I want when I want it. And that's it. The super ego says, no, 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 calm down going to be a problem if you go and smack somebody. His id was in full force, full power that night. So what's going on? Is he doing drugs? Did something happen last night or at that time, the night before the Oscars or the day of or the weeks prior? Did Will and Jada have a fight where she was like, you don't defend me. 
You don't protect me. I feel like you don't stand up for me because something is triggering him in order for that to happen. And is it, I mean, something else going on in his life that he's just at his wits end? To get to a place where you think it's okay to smack somebody, let alone just that, but to do it on stage at the Oscars, something's wrong. Something is wrong with you. And we may never know because it's not like he went up there, smacked him, sat down, thought better of it and was like, oh my God, like left there, said, I can't be here. I've lost my mind. Let me go home. You know, let me deal with this privately. He doubled down and started screaming obscenities. So it wasn't just the slap. It was the second part of yelling the obscenities. Cause if it's just gone up there and slapped him and sat down and was quiet about it, people have been like, was that a joke? We still would be wondering to this day, maybe, I don't, was that, was that, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Did he really slap him? Maybe it was a fake slap. And Chris Rock would have gone on with the jokes. If imagine if Will Smith had said nothing else, we wouldn't know until one of their PR people released a statement. But instead of sitting down with his tail between his legs, like realizing what did I just do? Or running out of there embarrassed for his behavior and saying, I refuse this Oscar. He sat back down and yelled at Chris Rock. And then when Chris Rock spoke to him, said it was just a joke, he escalated and had more profanity. So this guy has some sort of temper problem, but I mean, we never hear anything except for the slap that he did to this, this reporter in 2012, which I did my research on and found out about, like the guy, they call him a prankster. I guess Will Smith likes to slap people when something doesn't go his way, but that was 2012 and we know it's a decade. So what, every 10 years, Will, Will Smith's gonna slap somebody? Is there something else? Is he slapping Jada when he's at home? Like, I don't know. I doubt it. It doesn't seem like that, but who knows? Something is going on with Will Smith. Because then he doesn't just double down. He, I've never even heard this saying before, but I'm gonna say it. He triples down. He wins the Oscar. And let me just say, side note, before I talk about him tripling down, adjust myself in my chair here to get a movie even made is practically a miracle like i'm not exaggerating i worked in television and film for many years obviously i'm not a celebrity right but there are millions of scripts that you and i will never see because they will never make it to the silver screen good phenomenal fantastic works of art that somebody said no to, or many somebodies said no to. In order to get that script greenlit, somebody has to believe in the idea, and then someone has to put money behind it, and then other people have to agree, and then studios, or if it's gonna be independent, all these people have to say yes for a film to be made, and then dig into their pockets. And then, when you put it together on the screen, when you film it, you have the right cast and actors and production people and directors and all of these things, the editors, that's another set of miracles because things, you can take a beautiful script and make a dog poo movie. 
So you get all these things that you have to get together. And then when it's finally out, you have to hope you have enough backing behind it to get attention so that people will go see it and reviewers go see it and people care about this movie. And then the right people have to care about it so that you get Oscar buzz. And then beyond that to get a nomination and then beyond that to actually win the Oscar. There are thousands of things that have to go right in order to get you an Oscar. And just one of those things can go wrong to stop you. So the fact that Will Smith had come from West Philadelphia, the streets of Philly, I've been to West Philadelphia years ago, obviously did not grow up there. It was a dangerous place. And he found a way to get himself off of the streets, become a rapper, rappers who are not fully respected in our society, rightly or wrongly, many of them are just talking about bitches and hoes, right? But not all of them. Some of them are poets and really hardworking musicians. Will Smith had clean rap, did summertime and like fun stuff. And then he ends up on a sitcom where he used to mouth the lines of the person speaking next to him. You can go back and watch old episodes and see him do that. He wasn't a good actor. And somehow he pulled himself up from the streets of Philly to sitcoms and rap up to being a respected actor. That just isn't done. It literally is practically impossible. But he did it. And so to be one of the most respected mega stars on the planet and have hit after hit after hit after hit in his bag, uh, you know, up his sleeve, under his arm, movie after movie, huge movies, some dog crap movies, but huge movies. And to be so respected and to be there in the front row, the journey that he took to get here, and this is what he does. So he doesn't double down. He triples down. He triples down by winning the Oscar and standing up there blubbering. And I, my heart actually breaks for him a little bit. A little. Because something's going on with Will Smith. And he's like, I come from a place of love. And I'm a vessel for love or whatever else he says. And he apologizes to the Academy, but not a word for Chris Rock. That's what I mean by he tripled down. Because he shouldn't have slapped him. That was the first act. Then he shouldn't have shouted profanity. That was the second act. So now we're doubling down. And then he says nothing about Chris Rock. So he triples down and has the nerve to cry about it. And I believe he felt bad, felt badly. I think those were genuine tears. There weren't, I don't think they were crocodile tears. I mean, hey, he is a good actor, but I don't think they were crocodile tears. And I think he alluded to it. He said, we just have to take so much when we're famous. We're just supposed to laugh. Something else happened. Something else is going on with him. Maybe somebody said something to his daughter. You know, his daughter has had emotional problems. She was a cutter. She, she considered suicide. We don't know. 
That's a horrendous pain to have to carry if something is going on where, you know, trolls and news and Fox News and all sorts of anybody's fans who call themselves fans, people say all sorts of crap about you and your kids and your family, and it hurts. But you're just supposed to take it. Take it, take it, take it. Because people say, well, you're rich and famous, so what do you expect? What are you complaining about? You have all the money in the world. So what? Really? He's just supposed to take it. I mean, everybody... <clears throat> Everybody has their breaking point. I mean, that's something we all should consider, I suppose. So what happened? What happened that even that night after the Oscars were over, there was no statement. There was no, he could have called a press conference and said a bunch of stuff, whatever, cooler heads prevail, I think that's good. But he continued to just get on with his life. He being Will Smith. And I just, I wonder what is going on with him? Because you have to be in certain pain in order to get up out of your seat at the Oscars. Either that or have some serious impulse control issues. Something's going on with him. And for that, I can have empathy. I'm sorry that you are hurting or in pain in some way. I'm sorry that something happened. I'm sorry that you felt brought to the brink that you had to do that. I don't want anyone to be in pain. No one. I don't want him to be up there crying. People crying. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a sucker for tears that I think are real. But at the same time, there are women being beaten right now. They're getting slapped or kicked or their hair pulled or something horrendous by their husband or by their boyfriend or their relationship. And tomorrow, he's going to be crying and talking about how he didn't mean it and that he loves you. He loves this woman and he's going to do better. And he comes from a place of love. He's a vessel of love. But I just had so much going on at work or I felt triggered or boo-hoo. What's the difference? Smack the shit out of Chris Rock and then cry about it. But he didn't apologize right away. Not till the next day did he apologize to Chris Rock. Let's, let's look up his apology, shall we? Let's see here. Uh, Will Smith. I hope he didn't delete it. I don't think he would have. Uh, Smith. I'm going to, I know he posted it on Instagram because I think personally, I think it's too soon for him to start joking about stuff. But everyone, God has let me live another day. I am about to make it everyone's problem. Okay, that is, he posted that on Oscar night before the slap. This little funny thing of he and Jada just dancing around and he in his tuxedo and she in her beautiful green gown, which I almost feel like he should have deleted that too because it's very sort of in your face. But let's see the statement, shall we? Okay. 
This is from Will Smith. It's two slides on his Instagram. Violence in all of its forms is poisonous and destructive. That's kind of a strangely written sentence. Violence in, should be, violence in all forms is poisonous and destructive, but we don't have to critique his grammar. Um, my behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I, I reacted emotionally. To me, that sounds like a, I shouldn't have done it, but, but let's go on, see what else he says. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris, I was out of line and I was wrong and I'm embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. I would also like to apologize to the Academy, the producers of the show and all attendees and everyone watching around the world. I would like to apologize to the Williams family and my King Richard family, the, show, the movie King Richard for which he won the Oscar. I deeply regret that my behavior last night or my behavior has stained what has been an otherwise gorgeous journey for all of us. I am a work in progress, morning, sincerely, Will. And um, it's interesting because he's turned off the amount of people who like this on Instagram, it'll say like, you know, you and 75 million other people liked this post. So you have to go into your Instagram settings and turn that off so that people can't report on it or look at it and go, huh, look at that. 7 million people like that post. But if you look at it, I mean, you can start to count. It's a lot of people. And um, he turned off the comments so no one can comment. And that's been it. While I appreciate your apology, Mr. Smith, I don't know, that's, I would, I would have preferred an apology singularly prepared for Chris Rock. I would have preferred a video apology where we can see you. We know that your PR people didn't write it, or if they did, at least you have to say those words. And it would just be about Chris, the Academy and the people watching, whatever, screw us. Like, so what for me? That's not good. Kids watching all of that stuff. Parents can explain it to their kids. This is the wrong thing to do. It's terrible that we're put in this position, but it happened to Chris Rock. Not you, not me, not so much the Oscars. But then secondarily, he should have had an additional apology to everyone else because he stole so much. He stole from Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall. They were the actual Oscar hosts. I genuinely do. I feel sorry for the fact that this is what you did and that you too will have to answer these questions about the slap for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, there's a dark spot on your career.
that you'll never get rid of no matter how many good things you do. Many people will forget and many of us will just move on, but it'll follow him around. Like I said, he'll be doing some interview and go, they'll say, it's been five years since the slap. What have you learned? You know what I mean? I do have empathy for something hurting someone so much that this is how they have to respond. But I don't have empathy for what he did. Yes, he's a work in progress like we all are. But I think he should have done something along the lines of recu recusing himself from the Oscar or whatever and, and or at least apologized that night, but he didn't and there's nothing we can do. And I don't know if he should have given his Oscar back. What does one really have to do with the other? Maybe, maybe not. I think a case could be made either way. But I definitely have more empathy for Chris Rock. Because he's the one with the stinging face. And it stung emotionally that he's a meme of being slapped for the rest of his life. I think that when you look at these two men, and I know for me, when I looked at this and I saw this, I was like, are you kidding me? All the racist people, all the Fox News people are like, see, black people, two black men. Chris Rock just told a joke, so you can't group him into it, but he will be grouped into it. And on one hand, we can't worry about the racists and the closed-minded and bigoted people. But for me personally, it kind of hurts a little bit more because I'm like, they are my brothers. To me, I don't know them. I've seen Chris Rock perform, so I've seen him in person. He, um, I worked in a restaurant. He came in once a long time ago, so I've been within a foot of him. But I don't know them, but they, to me, are my brothers. There are people who are, I feel like we're all brothers and sisters in humanity, but with race and everything that goes on with race, they are my brothers. And this isn't the best of us, it's the worst of us, what Will Smith did. But what Chris Rock did was the best of us. He contained himself, kept himself together, and was the consummate professional. And out of all of the stuff that people are talking about, I really hope more people talk about that. He was the gentleman, he told a joke, he got slapped on international television, and instead of fighting back, he held it together in a way that many people couldn't have or wouldn't have. So if there is something beautiful in all of this, which is what I do, or what I try to do with all of my shows, is to find the positivity, the beautiful, the lesson, the takeaway, whatever it is, in this particular instance that we all can Google and see or all have already Googled and seen, and I played the clip for you, the beauty in this ugly, despicable moment is the grace that Chris Rock has shown and the grace he will have to continue to show. And like me, and again, I'm not a celebrity. I never want that to be confused. Like me, you'll end up making jokes about something that you just don't think is funny. Being slapped is not funny. Being humiliated on national TV when you're kicked out of a, a game show, a reality show, wasn't funny. Ten years from now, it's still, ten years from then, it's still not funny. But I make light of it because what else am I going to do? 
And what else will Chris Rock have the chance to do? He may say something serious, make a statement, what have you. But the rest of the time, he's going to have to make light of it because there is no other alternative. He could never speak about it again, but then people say, oh, he holds a grudge. Who knows? I guess we'll see. But in that moment, he had grace and poise and dignity. And he was the definition of cooler head, cooler heads prevail. So I want to end the show talking about that. About no matter what happens, that famous saying, it's not what happens to you. It's how you react. You can look at person A, Will Smith, whatever happened to him, his reaction was to lash out. Or you can look at person B, Chris Rock, humiliated on international television, and look how he reacted with grace. Kudos to you, Mr. Rock. I'm proud of you. I'm no one in the scheme of things. I'm someone in my own mind, in my family, in my heart, in my mom's mind. And to all of you guys listening, I say I am proud of you, Mr. Rock. You will probably never hear this show. Thank you for showing us what it's like to react in a positive way to something so very negative. It's pretty cool. I don't know if I could have done that. Kudos. That's what I think anyway. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it.